Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. A silent storm begins to brew in an ancient land of darkness. With tumultuous force from the crust of the earth, two worlds come together as one from the past and the present, celebrating culture and spirit, paving the pathway to our future. It's time for dreaming. Urban dreaming. Finding your voice. Finding your spirit. Joy 94.9. Warren Jacker, Joy 94.9 would like to acknowledge and pay respect to the sovereign peoples of the past, present and future generations of the Kulin Nations on whose unceded land we work, live and broadcast from. We would also like to acknowledge all our brother boys and sister girls of the LGBTI communities. Yes, you're on Urban Dreaming. This is Sarami in the mic and a special guest to do the panelling. <laughs> Once again, this is Ruby. Hey, Ruby. Hi. How's it going, Sarami? How are you? Very well, thank you. Very happy to be here again. So, guys, um, yeah, just to let you know, we'll be having a great show this evening. We'll be chatting with a lady named Elaine Crombie. You probably know the name already. Um, she's becoming a huge international hit. Um, this woman is the most funniest woman I've ever come across, to be honest, and um, she's killing it in the industry. Um, and on she's, Black Comedy, yeah? Yeah, on she's ABC done Black ID. Comedy. She's currently working on a theatre show at the Malthouse Theatre called Astroman, which will um, inform uh, the listeners more of and as we go on to the interview, I guess. And also in regards to um, the Yapanya Festival, because the Yapanya was mentioned last week with Grace, um, and we're hoping to speak to Trent, who's actually the chairperson for the whole um, Yapanya Festival. Um, it's the new Jaja Wurrung Festival, which is actually introducing... Um, you know, their, their stories and, and their, their dances, which is incredible. So looking forward to even speaking about that would be awesome. Um, we'll let you know more about that later on in the show. But for now, we're going to play a song for you. And this Go. song is... This is Raj Wapinya with Greatness featuring DJ Spell. So enjoy and stay tuned. This is Urban Dreaming and you're on Joy. I'm an amalgamation of generations of greatness. Warrior genetics help me to see through the fakeness. Apologize for the lateness. <laughs> Life got a facelift. I had to navigate out of the matrix. I was raised and turned younger. Yeah. Paved the way on my own. Uh-huh. Raised with a fire and hunger. Came from a humble home. Raised in the nose of the street. I had my eyes and hands. Grew from the crack and the concrete. Park ain't the only nah. rose. Raised to understand situations. Stand up and fight or run. Right. Raised with a bunch of horries. We scheming all night to sun. Rise. Raised to be wise. Used to pray to the sky. But we were made in God's image, so now I pray to the tribe. Raised and I'll be your slave. Caught up in the world's distractions. Raised to value connection and human interaction. Raised with a culture. Raised with a vendetta. Raised by a command to a race by two be ticker. Native street, native sway. Native hustle, native slang. God damn, you don't want to see my natives, man. God damn, you don't want to see my natives, man. Proud of your native feet, native head. Native lips, native stare. So throw your native hands in the air. I lift the hood with empty pockets, Moldy. Now I'm back on the high, shot up just like a rock Moldy. Returning seeds to the field, never forgotten Moldy. With a story too real, no one can knock them all. Don't make the mistake and refer to me as a Kiwi. Yeah. Cause I'm something greater, come out there, I need Bokuiwi. Yeah. I understand this for cattle, you might dismiss. One with the land, and that's all that exists. Come on, take a load off and listen. Done with yeah. the hope and the wishing. 15% of the population, half Fuck of the prisons. Half. I came with hot ammunition, I came to spark a transition. A legacy that was written before I came to fruition. Native street, native sway, native hustle, native slang. God damn, you don't wanna see my natives, man. Native slang. God damn, you don't want to see my natives, man. My, my, my natives. My, 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 my. 
Consciously Kaya, and you're listening to Urban Dreaming on Joy. Thank you very much, Kaya. So, guys, yeah, that song just then, that was Rush Wapia with Greatness. Too deadly. I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, that was bouncing. I enjoyed it a lot. It's always good to hear new Indigenous artists up and coming and, um, yeah, and basically going for gold in the industry here. It's just deadly. I really love hearing songs as well that kind of acknowledge, like, the greatness that's built on. Mm. So, yeah, you're listening to Urban Dreaming. My name is Ruby. I'm here panelling as a special guest tonight. Yeah. With and, wonderful Siri. Um, <laughs> oh, this woman's incredible. She's got time for me, which is awesome, and she's also she runs a show of her own called Triple That's Bypass, right. so make sure you tune into that. That's directly after Urban Dreaming from 9 till 10 p.m. Um, but, guys, um, yeah, it's just been um, incredibly crazy, busy, how things are going within um, the communities. Um, some beautiful work happening with Jojo jo- jo- um, Wurong, using new songs and dances, also featuring language and storytelling. Yapanya, meaning place of song and dance, is a celebration of Jojo Wurong's ancestors history, culture and presence. Yapanya's important community and ceremonial significance reminds us of the living culture of the traditional custodians of the land upon the regional centre of culture, which takes place here in 2018. And it's on November the 17th, guys, so if you want to check it out, it's the new Jaja Wurong ceremony celebrating song, dance, language and culture created and shared by the Jaja Wurong community and will be presented on Saturday, the 17th of November in Bendigo as part of the Regional Centre of Culture. So, um, yeah, hoping to get some um, people checking in on the in, um, interviews, and hopefully Trent Marshall will give us a call this evening um, to discuss further about how things are going with them. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned, guys. Um, also, I want to let you know we've got Bendigo. Uh, speaking of Bendigo, there's a show called Demolish, and, and December is going to be the day um, at the uh, Bendigo Showgrounds which will become the platform for the world premiere of Demolish, a moving uh, theatrical spectacle featuring an enthralling combination of dance theatre, lighting effects and video projections and music. Created by the renowned local theatre makers Rebecca Russell and Ken Evans from the Goldfields Township of Clunes, and Demolish explores how the landscape has changed since colonisation covering themes of nature landscape environment of our future and delving into the ravages of the gold rush farming and now urban development it's performed in jaja Wurrung community country and the work has been created inspired by the del kanya ja country plans description of this the disrupted landscape being upside down country touching on the destruction of our land through mining and development so pretty heavy um a lot of um there's, it's performative theatre touching on aspects which is it's, it's been an ongoing issue since colonisation. Yeah. Um, it just seems to be increasing with the mining industry. And, you know, we're, we're talking... Australia's got, I think, is the one of the few countries, or is the only country in the developed world that is in the top 10 for rates of deforestation. Yeah. So we're actually like... Um, and it's interesting because you mentioned because I think there's a, we're seeing this kind of issue in a lot of countries that are formed by colonisation, so the United States as well, where they're just like this huge just disrespect and this sense of pulling things out of the land and trying to get as much from it as possible without really thinking about or caring about what happens afterwards and how mm. things can regrow. Um, it's very uh, short-sighted, which I think is also a very um, colonist perspective. Yeah, and I was brought up in a community town um, called Port Hedland, and Port Hedland is renowned for mining. And you know the destruction that it's that's caused throughout the years. It's it's actually irreversible damage now. It's got yeah. to that point, and you know, for us as kids, we've we've grown up with it. It's just been the norm yeah. for us to see these you know heavy industrial machines, you know, reaping the earth of its soil and and finding ways to you know dig for certain minerals that you know, once it's dug out, it can never be replaced. So it's, it's definitely coming from a white... Like, I, I, you know, I acknowledge that this is potentially extreme white-splaining, but it does seem to be that. The whole, like, the whole mentality of colonisation is that a sense of superiority and a sense of, like, being more entitled. And that kind of comes with this idea that, well, it's here, so we should take it because anyone else who doesn't is an idiot and that perspective as opposed to just being this sort of short-term gain grab as much as you possibly can which is what has formed a lot of countries that were set, like you know that were colonized and i know i suppose i think that the extreme 
short-sightedness of this and the fact that it's still continuing and hasn't really been acknowledged as an issue because it's not really talked about openly, at least in white circles that I move in, kind of means that it's very hard to learn from how to do better when we're still kind of in this mindset of, but we do know what's best. We do know what's best. And that's giant machinery. Mm. Sorry, I just... I get very frustrated. Well, it's heart-wrenching, isn't it? The idea of, um, you know, like I said, I've been brought up in the community that was just, it seemed to be the norm, but realising as we grew up older, like we realise it's not, it's not right. You know, yeah. this is, this is, this is um, destruction of land and, and destruction of culture and families because a lot of families are breaking up since the mining industry has taken, you know, its toll and it's literally taken toll on, on country and spirit of the people. And it's it's a hard hitting issue, which is it's consistent, it's ongoing to this day. And and what what do we do? How do we make things? You know, um, is it awareness raising? Hectic. You know? It feels like a lot of the theatre movements we're seeing now, like from what we're hearing about the uh, the Daja Daja Wurrung ceremony, and from this other production you're talking about, that there's this kind of sense of you know this new wave really of theatre makers that are really trying to concentrate on these issues is that like obviously that, that's something that you're heavily involved in Zuri, and like a lot of what this show talks about yeah well it's about education isn't it and um you know we can't express this enough on urban dreaming the idea of um trying to i guess plant the seed to educate um society on how we can look at ways of you know finding um i guess a sense of understanding or looking at ways how we can stop these things from continuing because mm. um reality is it's gonna hit you hard one day you know um There'll be no resources left. And then what do we do? You pave paradise and put up a parking lot kind of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good segue for a song right now. It but, would um, be. <laughs> in regards to emotional and feelings, etc. But today is also a very important day too because it was basically, the, it's a year now since the, the vote of yes. I know. It's, for it's, it's the so LGBTI bizarre. community. Yeah, so it's been a year since they, you know, they announced... The Australian Bureau of Statistics had the most, you know, active audience I've ever experienced in their lives. We all tune in in the morning just to kind of wait and hear the results, and we found out. And it's it's, it's hard to believe it's been a year. Like, I don't know how how's that? How in the last twelve months have you felt a lot of difference in the communities in general, in in your mob, in you know the queer spaces that you move in? Has there I think there's been a big shift, but it's kind of hard to pin down, really. Yeah, I don't know. I find it really interesting because what happens is. Um, I feel like sometimes it becomes a topic at the time and then it's sort of reduced to nothingness afterwards. Mm. Like even though I, I personally have always said that things are getting better within time, um, it still continues mm. and behind, you know, behind the walls there's so much more going on. Um, personally, I think it's, it's up to each individual who is going through this process or discovering or whether they know of themselves already is to just have faith in yourself and have faith in the community and know that... that um, it's beyond, you know, beyond any discrimination that you can get through things and know that it, there is support out there. And, you know, if you ever need anyone to talk to, just... Yeah, you, you can know. grab Switchboard, there's Lifeline. Yeah. And I think, do you feel that for a lot of... And I feel this is kind of a lot of how we deal with oppression in general because for a lot of younger people, they weren't really aware of just how much animosity and prejudice there was around queer communities, particularly those of us who live in the city. And so I think the yes campaign and the no campaign was a wake-up call for a lot of people about that kind of sense of things will just get better. We haven't got to fight for it because this has all just happened naturally. Well, of course, every progression we've had has come very mm. hard fought. Were you there um, during the, the time? of? Yeah, the, um, I was doing current affairs right here on Joy. I did the informer. Yeah, right, because I was actually there in the crowd and it was crazy. At State Library? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, me too, yeah. <laughs> and it was like I was walking with some friends and we were discussing it and talking about how, you know, it's really affecting the community and, you know, and it was really heavy. It was quite heavy, the intensity of knowing that there's going to be a decision made about our, our personal freedom, you know, and I, I was actually wondering... A part of me said to myself, even if it's said, even if they agreed to not continue and and to, you know, if go it's on a no vote the, and we have to no vote, yeah, yeah, the idea is like, you know what, I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm just going to continue to be who I am, and and I'm not going to worry about what people say or how they discriminate against. Yeah, you know? I. But what's crazy is it was once I was there and, and the yes vote came through. I didn't realize how emotional it was until that point of the call and. Um, it made me sit and realise, like, it's such a beautiful thing to know that the community out beyond the government have all agreed that this is nothing um, that should even have been brought yeah. up in the first place, and you know? Absolutely, because I think, 
you know, it was that sense of release and just re- and relief, like so much relief. Because I was same. I wasn't like, I was like, no, it's going to be okay. I'm so sure it's going to get through. Like you know, all the like all the surveys that people have been doing for five years have shown that Australia supports us. It supports this. But, you know, the boys being like, what if they don't? What if they don't? And it had been a really hard campaign. Mm. You know, I'd covered it on the Informer um, every week and I'd just been tired and I'd seen my friends who were tired and just everyone just was, it was bringing up things that we'd all kind of hoped or thought we'd moved past, you know, issues with our own sense of self and bring back memories. And I think a lot of people just, we were all really worried about what it was going to be doing to young people to have those conversations happening in schoolyards because, you know, Kids can be real shit. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. So, guys, we've got a song for you right now. This is Tasman Keith with Mission Famous, and then after that we'll be chatting with Elaine Crombie. So stay tuned. This is Evan Dreaming. You're on Joy. Capital J, just telling them to get that money, pay those bills, whether it's deal, deal, or keeping it real. Become Mission Famous, my great I've been killing, motherfucker, I am feeling. Mission stack until my rack turned to black millions. Black children bum my shit and stole the whips. Pull up in the front with broke dips and toe dip. Till we ball out, fuck them all now. They trying to blackball us, get your balls out. Pick a pound of pork, pack a pouch, sell it all out. My brother, listen for the big call out. Become mission famous, my brother. We so mission famous. Brother, that's that greatness. They could never phase us. Get up singing our praises. Yeah, we so mission famous. Brother, that's that greatness. They could never phase us. Get up singing our praises. Yeah. I've been hero, young Leo DiCaprio. Played it all out till my shit turned Rio. On my gorilla on the map like Nat Geo. Insta with the gram, no can, just straight kilo. Bitch, we keep weight for the keepsake. We be on the MIHD for the replay. We gon' catch another body bag when the beat play. And when we make it my brother, what do we say? We so mission famous, famous. Brother, that's that greatness, famous. They could never phase us, famous. Hear them singing our praises, yeah. We so mission famous, famous. Brother, that's that greatness, famous. They could never phase us, famous. Hear them singing our praises, yeah. Hey guys, yeah, that was Tasman Keith with Mission Famous. Too deadly. Oh, that was um, quite funky, wasn't it? I'm enjoying the music tonight. We've had some good ones. I loved it, loved it. So, guys, um, it's a big-hearted coming-to-age story. It's a cheesy and colourful and easy to love as the decade in which it's set. In Astro Man, Albert Bells takes us back to the video game parlours of the 1980s with the play that will appeal, appeal to the teenagers but also who the next generation have now been entering the middle age brimming with nostalgia for the culture of their youth. It's a story about Giambra Jalu, who is a 13-year-old boy living in Geelong with his fraternal twin, Sonny, snarky sister, Natalie, and their mother. The twins are chalk and cheese, and Sonny's sporty and a footy star of the future, while Giambra is a math whiz who has clocked most of the games at the local arcade. 
brings back a few memories for you, I'm sure, Ruby. Um, yeah, the family um, basically moves on, then uncovers Jambra's gift for electronics, and he promptly fixes all the broken games in the place. And Mr. Pavlis, the owner of the store, gives him a job for organising the World Video Game Championship in his honour. We're about to discuss more about this show, Astro Man, with Elaine Crombie. Now, Elaine Crombie... Just so you know, is an actor, director, singer, songwriter, stand-up comedian, writer, and a proud MEAA member of the Theatre Credits. Um, sorry, of of the um, Equity Rates. Sorry, and the Theatre uh, includes her uh, credits are the Sunshine Club, Fountains Beyond, An Octoroon, Bloodland, Bangara, Conversations with the Dead, and Barbara, and the Camp Dogs. Cherry Pickers, Bloodland, Blackie, Blackie, Brown, Black Showgirls, and, of course, Astro Man, which is actually currently happening at the Malthouse Theatre as we speak. So, guys, yeah, this woman has been there, done that, and she's still killing it, <laughs> and um, she's on the phone right now with us. This is Elaine Crombie. How are you? Hello. Hi, everyone listening out there. Hi, everyone in the studio. Sorry, thanks for the intro. That was a pretty deadly intro. Even though I just said <laughs> the bio, but it was great. <laughs> well, we've got to do a bit of research, I'm sure, but I don't need to do too much, I think, because you're on every you bloody know. channel. It's incredible. So, yeah, um, my name is my name is Elaine ABC ABC Comedy Crombie. <laughs> <laughs> murich, murich, or otherwise, how would you say deadly in your language? Yaru balya. Yaru balya. There you go, yeah. guys. A new word for you if you want to learn some Aboriginal language. Um, remember, we don't speak on behalf of everyone. We've got over 500 nation, uh, our language groups in, in this nation. So, yeah, just to put it there for you. Um, but, Elaine, yeah. tell us what's been happening. You're working on Astro Man now at the moment. Um, but yes, before that, I am. I'm, curr- I'm currently in on Astro Man. Before that, I was... What have I done this year? What <laughs> what month are we in? I can't even. Is it Christmas yet? It's like almost. It's midway through November, which is terrifying. Every time I look at the calendar, it's almost Christmas. Mm, well, before Astro Man, I was just. I've just been. I've been on the road a lot this year, so I knew that Astro Man was coming up at the end of the year, and I was like, "Yeah, cool. I get to just nest in my home and work in my hood." <laughs> you know, my newfound hood living in Melbourne. I don't originally come from Melbourne. I come from South Australia. I grew up in South Australia. I'm actually at home right now with my kids and my mum and my nan, just tending to some family business. And the wonderful Sharina Clanton has um, stepped in for me. She's on. She's currently on stage right now as we speak, probably. Or they they probably are finishing. They're finishing. Um, they're heading towards the end of the second act right now at, uh, on um, Art Centre Melbourne. But, um, yeah, that's the wonderful thing about, you know, being in this industry and uh, in some ways, and not to toot my own horn, but to be a force and to, to be a force to be reckoned with and just to be really good at your job and love your job and love what you do and the people that you work with that there comes times where you need to take a bit of time out and people will step up, companies will go above and beyond to help and that's currently that's currently the situation that I'm in right now in regards to Astro Man. But I'll be back there I'll be back there within, you know, a week. I'll be back on stage in Melbourne. But yeah, that's that's what's happening right now, this very second. And yeah, so Astro Man is playing until the 8th of December at the Art Centre. You mm-hmm. can grab your tickets at www.mtc.com.au and then just look up Astro Man. It sounds like it's a, a, a love letter to the 80s. A lot of the kind of 80s nostalgia is coming back. I, I like the image a lot. We've just got the Pac-Man machine in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it is. It's so much fun. And the set is just a hoot. And the, the, the um, costumes are amazing. And Jonathan Oxlade is our set designer and he he shared a um a review the other day and <laughs> i was i was reading the review and it said um uh this show is coined as a love letter to the 80s but if the set design has anything to do with it it actually slips in the tongue and i was like hey who <laughs> <laughs> followed that review <laughs> for, for designing a kick-ass set but yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Like there's BMXs, there's the, the soundtrack. It's just, you know, we're all we're all probably getting sick of My Sharona. But at the same time, it's like no, how can you get sick of My Sharona? My Sharona is an amazing song. 
Yeah, it brings back the but memories. You know, in, in, yeah, I mean, in doing the when I was when I was kind of picking Michelle's. So I play Michelle Jalu, the mother of Jimbra Felix Jalu and Sunny Jalu and Natalie Jalu. And when I was picking her song, I was like, right, she's she'd have to be like she'd have to be exactly the same age as I am now. So back in the eighties, you know, or even the seventies, what was she listening to? And so, you know, I just made a very purposeful decision that she is a fan of Coloured Stone and she is a fan of No Fixed Address <laughs> and you know, she's she's probably you know, me creating her backstory, she was probably, you know, a part a part of the um, Aboriginal Advancement League, or her parents were living up in Townsville, something like that. Or you know, a member like of the MEAA. Yeah. So you got to pick your own theme song. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was kind of. I just always. Well, that's just a. You know, that's just um, when you when you're in. When you've got to create characters and create a whole world that no one will ever see unless you're being interviewed like I am now. <laughs> People don't know why those songs are picked, but the reason I picked those songs was because they deeply mean something to me as a South Australian, first and foremost, and then as a, as a black fellow, like those band members are my uncles and I've grown up with them all of my life, watching them on stage, and I just kind of thought, how best can I honour those colours and that was just a small part of it. Put them in my put them in the character's soundtrack because every kind of character has, you know, they have their own little little music that they come out to and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's a pretty good it's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> it sounds like a, a really, really fun show. Because before we had you on the show, we're talking about some other uh, new um, things that are coming out, particularly around Bendigo. So the uh, Daja Daja uh, Wurong ceremony, which is coming up, which is like over a thousand uh, Daja people and the public, and as well a new uh, performance piece that's about you know the way the landscape's been changed by mining. And I think so. Mm, entertain- wow. Yeah. So, but I think you know there's that kind of thing of you need to have things that can kind of be uplifting as well as have that story, but, you know, still kind of make you uh, optimistic about the future, maybe? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've said I've said in other interviews and just on my own social media pages in general in regards to Astro Man, it was just, it's a nice hug. It's a oh. nice hug for the end of the year. That's such a nice way to put it, too. Yeah. yeah. There must be... Um... And yeah, oh, sorry. And it Keep... is like... It's, it's, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right. But, you know, it's just... It's, it's a joy. It is an absolute joy to go to work. It is a... I feel privileged as... Like, because now, in the room of cast members, I'm, like, the second oldest person in there. And I'm the oldest female in there, so... I'm an elder in the room somehow, but not, I'm not an elder, but, you know, I've been around for a long time doing, doing acting, honing my craft, honing who I am as a person, honing my craft, honing my ability, finding out where the pauses are, where the faces are to be pulled, what's going to get a laugh. And everyone that is in this cast that is on stage with me we are we're all on par. We all love each other. It is an absolute joy to not, and, and that's not to pull away from or negate any other stories that are being written on the on the um, that are being written about us and our mob and our people and that. But when stories like this come along, we have to embrace these stories as well because, like like I said, like it's a hug. Like there's no. There is a bit of hardship mentioned in there, you know, and we're talking a little bit about troubled kids, but other than that, no one's there. Are, there are no traumatic, life-altering events happening on stage for the two acts that we are on stage for, you know. Mm. Yeah. We're speaking to Elaine Crombie on Urban Dreaming, guys. Uh, she's a lady of of great talent. She's performed in shows such as Eight Triple M, a Aboriginal show, a radio, uh, How to Stay Married. 
Redfern Now, Blackfellow Films, Black Comedy, Top of the Lake, China Girl, Kiki and Kitty, one of my favourites. So and um, it continues. This woman has been there, done that, and she's still doing it, and she's killing it, like I said before. Yeah, um, Astro Boy, uh, Astro Man. Astro which, Man? Yeah. Wish, <laughs> Astro Boy. <laughs> I, I like that cartoon. Yeah. Well, that was from the 80s too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it you know. was. I grew up with Astro Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but Elaine, like, I'm really, I, every time I speak to actors specifically and performers, I, I really am intrigued to know more about your processes. Now, you, you come from a background of theatre anyway because your mother's Lillian Crombie who's been there um you know is one of the first performers of Aboriginal theatre and film and television um so I guess you know you you were brought up with this sort of life and then in regards to your choices that you made to become you know what you wanted to do in your future um I guess work as an actor was that personally your own choice or did you find you were strongly influenced by family and from your mother I was I was strongly influenced when when I was 16, like, and and, I, and I'll tell you, when when I any t- any time I've made a turn towards the arts in my life, apart from this last season of my life, anything prior to that, from 16 years onwards, I was pushed rather than walked into the arena that I was into because of the choices I was making. Like, people were just. Like, okay, you need to stop doing the stuff that you're doing right now because you're making the wrong choice and go down to Adelaide and take part in this school centre for Aboriginal Studies in music and learn how to sing and join a band, you know. And that happened when I was 16. And then, of course, I went off the rails again and then Mum rings me and says, oh, my friend is opening up a school in Brisbane called the Aboriginal Centre for Performing Arts. I think you should go up there and see what it's like and go up there and study and I went okay and <laughs> you know back back then but it took me it took me five attempts five ticket changes because back then you could change your ticket and I was 17 trying to get on a plane trying to make this life decision by myself in Adelaide with a with a boyfriend that I had to leave and his family and you know like it was just Something in there just made me go, all right, this is the last time I can change my ticket, get on the plane. And in the end, my boyfriend had to hold my hand and walk me to the plane and he was like, you've got to go see you when you come back for a visit. And, you know, oh, and then once... That's really lovely too, isn't it? Sad yeah. though, but, you know... Um, yeah. I think that's the, unfortunately that's the way it is, isn't it? We have to make certain sacrifices to get to what we want to achieve. So, yeah. um, it's yeah. it's been a, obviously a, a, a trial and tribulations for you. But the idea of um, coming to a point to where you are now, and you know, I just look at a quote that you also wrote where you say, "I'm passionate. I'm a passionate advocate of truthful storytelling, and I endure to be a champion and inspiration to my past, present, and future." Um, specifically for representation of Aboriginal South Sea Islanders and Torres Strait Islanders and wider communities. See, the, I find as not only an artist, but you also your integrity and your respect for community and for for your culture is immense, and um, that's to be applauded. I think um, you can always see a, a great performer who who not only you know practices their craft like you say and hones into it but also um lives and breathes what they speak and what they um interpret on stage yeah i mean I, and and this is coming from me who i've not i i don't i don't actually like i was brought up with my mother's foster parent and i've never taken part in ceremony i mean my, the ceremonies i've taken part in have been urban ceremonies so people have died in our community i remember the first funeral that had happened here in Port Pirie where an elder had passed away who everyone knew and I just watched I watched over the week people start to come into Pirie like make their way to Port Pirie and then you know stay for the funeral and then leave like two weeks later now that I look back in hindsight like that kind of that was a whole process that was a process of people coming to pay their last respects you know and but 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 me myself i've never i've i've never been i've never taken part in ceremony my boys have never taken part in ceremony but there's something about about ceremony culture practice listening to your spirit listening to who you are as a person 
understanding where you stand on the land and the fact that as creators and artists creating, invoking our spirit, there's something in that that has to be adhered to, listened to and respected on a deeper level. Definitely. And, you know, the ancient practice of ceremony has always been, you know, ongoing, but also it's, it's been a constant evolution of changes. And when you, when you compare the, the traditional, the old ways with the new, which is the urban, the idea is that it's still practiced today. It's just done in different ways, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. and necessarily in regards to how we are as, as, a, as a contemporary artist in comparison to the old traditional ways, it doesn't mean you lose respect of what happened, you know, yeah. from the very beginnings of time, which is what we call book. So yeah. it's um, interesting just to see how we can use the arts as a, as a, as a platform for mob to be educated through culture. Um, and what a better way than to do it through theatre and music and, and song, you know, which is which has always been the way of practice. And through celebration as well, because I think you touched on something before, Elaine, this, you know, this is, there's mentions of hardship, but this is not a show about hardship. And I think it's so important to have those stories that are also that you know are celebrating all the positives and that giving you know people a chance to celebrate identities that often can feel like they are in, defined by struggle absolutely i totally agree sorry can you just guys i'm having an interview can you just touch <laughs> <laughs> she's a busy woman come on <laughs> family yeah oh family there but um yeah no did you want to yeah, answer no, that I, you know, I, I, I completely, yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I agree with that 100%. Sorry, that's all I can... No, no. I, I, well, I, it's not a bad response yeah. to get. <laughs> well, you know, the expectations in general, like you were saying, you know, you wasn't really, it wasn't particularly your choice to get into the industry, but, you know, it, somehow it happened. You were here um, and, you you know, and now you've, I guess you've found your place. Um, but the expectations in general, like... I guess it's hard to also be a performer and then to be to be someone who has to now become the vessel of, of information um, and also, you know, because I know you're going into other areas um, outside of the acting spectrum and it's incredible the work that you're doing, uh, particularly in the MEAA um, work, you know, as yeah. getting our mob equal um, status and rights in the... Um, in the um, in the actors' equity rates, and it's important that that's yeah. something that needs to continue. And it's a brand new thing that's been introduced after not being introduced since the beginning of time, like it should have been, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of uh, hard times, of course, and a lot of um, pressures that you must go through. But what do you do to just to chill out? And and besides, you know, obviously finding time with family, like what do you do for yourself? Well, I binge a lot. I binge the office. The American or the UK? The, the America. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, I do a lot of binging and, but also in that, you know, going to the gym, reading, I really love to read. And then while, while I'm reading, like there's books that I'm, that I've, that I've got that are also future projects, you know, and I can't stop. I cannot, I cannot turn it off. Yeah. And I don't think that it needs to be turned off. I think that it's just just a constant thing that's bubbling. But, you know, to chill out. I mean, but before, like, so before I left to come here, I was, before I left to come to South Australia, like, only a couple of days ago, um, you know, it was a Saturday, I, it was Saturday, it was Saturday night. My friends had come to pick me up from work in my car. And I was like, okay, drinks back at my place. Like we sat, you know what I mean? Like we just, yeah. I just had to let my hair down and have a, have a charge march and. A kinky um, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of just, re- just, just release, sing loudly, dance in my lounge room. And I woke up the next day and I was like, I don't, I probably, don't, I hadn't, I didn't, I didn't get completely, but it was just the, the idea of like, I was, drunk on happiness and being with friends and laughing and stupidity that the next day you would think that you'd be like hung over but I woke up the next day and was like okay so what have I got to okay I'm driving to South Australia now and I was fine like but it was that kind of release of sometimes it's about just I just have to lay down and sleep like after especially after shows if I've done so, so the come down from this show that I'm that I'm on now um, Astro Man 
the come the come down from any show that I do with heightened love, you know, because you're in you're in a space with someone with these people, whoever you're creating your stuff with, for like three months, you know? And in that time you get to know people, you get to love people, you get to appreciate them and who they are and their and their craft as well. You know, watching watching Camille Ellis on stage every night through the monitor, watching him and Tony Nicolacopoulos do one of the last scenes in the show, every night I'm like, oh, oh, that's so beautiful. You know, like I'm just completely enthralled and I'm not even watching it in real life. I'm watching it through a monitor, you know? If you want to watch it in real life, you can do that until the... Sorry, I'm going to... Quick plug for you. Um, so you, yeah, you can catch Elaine Crombie at the Art Centre with Astro Man, which is playing to the 8th of December. Uh, so just jump online to uh, www.mtc.com.au and check out Astro Man. And it's like, uh, as Ellen has said, it's like a big warm hug for the end of the year, which is the best kind yeah. of way to end a year, really. As far yeah. as I'm concerned. It's funny too because yeah. I was mentioning it was at the Malt House because I'm so used to seeing this girl at the Malt House Theatre. But it's at the Art Centre, guys. <laughs> That's so right. Don't forget that. The one with the Eiffel Tower-esque. Yes. But um, we did have a message from a, um, a young fella named Stephen Michael Raymond. Um, he was listening from Craigieburn at the moment and he says that um, it's almost like a drive, like earning money on a total walkabout sort of um, listening. Um, I guess it's like... An, he's a rideshare driver. So he's yeah, like yeah. kind of like the... I don't think we can mention brand names, but like, you know, the... One might say it's the German word for more or extra. It's, yeah. it's, it's like Uber. Yeah. But he says, I do, I do see a lot of this great city and it's dreamlike wonders when I'm open to the possibility and the wish for good for all and quiet change for a heartfelt love for all. So, yeah, incredible to see um, and to hear and read that. Thank you very much, Stephen Michael Raymond. Um, and, yeah, cheers Beautiful. for tuning into our show. And he said he's looking yeah. forward to the rest of the show, which is great. So we'll keep you informed with what's going on, Stephen. And um, thanks again. So it's been an honour mm. having you, Elaine. Deadly as always. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing your show and making sure that we might make some time to catch up and hopefully you can come to the studio soon. Because you and you're back on stage next week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'll be back on. So, so if people are listening <laughs> and you'd like to go, I suggest maybe going and checking out the show this week as well and seeing how Sharina whips it up. Because this is the other thing as well. I've stepped away for a week and Sharina stepped in. I've just kind of ripped, you know, not ripped the rug out, but just flicked it up a bit and people have to, you know, it's theatre, it's like, ooh, there's something different. Like, when I went to go, I went to go and see Black is the New White, I, I didn't get to see the production that Nakia was in, but I saw the production that Kylie Farmer was in, uh, Kylie Bracknell, and the production that Miranda Tapsell was in. And that's a treat. It's an absolute treat to see... To, to to know that to know that one sister is doing her interpretation here and mm. then another sister is doing her interpretation here of the same show like yeah. it's just like that is the joy of theater and and of what we do like we're you know and that, that's the other thing like a lot of as I was leaving a lot of people like oh is you know are things going to be your like it's like yeah look we we're, we're professionals <laughs> We get it. We get it 100%. Yeah. And we can jump in at the drop of a hat and create what we've got to create and then we can step out at the drop of a hat as well. Have you compared backstories? <laughs> or theme songs? Hey? Have you compared your backstories? No. Ah, is that for after the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We might not We might not ever talk like it's just... Yeah. That's just, that's just the job. Sharina right now is creating her world and her relationships with her sons on stage as we speak, you know? Yep. And that's beautiful. And it's bittersweet. It is a little bit bittersweet for me, but I know that it, that ultimately it's a beautiful thing. Well, if anyone is uh, capable of, you know, doing a good job outside of um, this week and a half that you're away, then I'm sure Sharina would be one to do that. Let's jump on www.mtc.com.au and check out Astro Man playing till the 8th of December. Thank you so much, Elaine. So great to talk to you. And, yeah, hopefully we'll get you in the studio soon. Yeah, absolutely. Love Thanks, your work. Guys. Thanks Take so care. much, Elaine. Uh, coming up, this yeah. is Delane Briscoe with Heartbeat. This is Open Dreaming. You're on Joy. Heartbeat. Your heartbeat is the rhythm that you feel from the beginning. Yes, your heart beats in sync with the land that you come from. Heartbeat. 
Your heartbeat is the rhythm that you feel from the beginning. Yes, your heart beats in sync with the land that you come from. Heartbeat. Your heartbeat is the rhythm that you feel from the beginning. Yes, your heartbeat in sync with the land that you come from. Feeling the rhythm, I know that you feel it connected to music because you were in it before you were born. All of the people are walking and talking and breathing and singing their beginning in their own song. I have been waiting for so long for you to come back home. My trees felt you breathing the sound of your heartbeat. Heartbeat. Your heartbeat is the rhythm that you feel from the beginning. Yes, your heartbeat is in sync with the land that you come from. Heartbeat. Your heartbeat is the rhythm that you feel from the beginning. Yes, your heartbeat is in sync with the land that you come from. Yanyo bubu wa urubuku wanjo puyundo mojawun. Who is your friend? Where is your strength? I have been waiting for so long for you to come back home. My treats felt you breathe in the sound of your heartbeat. Heartbeat. Your heartbeat is the rhythm that you feel from the beginning. Yeah, your heartbeat in sync with the land that you come from. Your heartbeat is the rhythm that you feel from the beginning. Yes, your heartbeat in sync with the land that you come from. Yes, you're an urban dreaming. This is Sarami on the mic and Ruby, our panelist currently. Hi, um, listeners. <laughs> uh, guys, so that we just had a great conversation with Elaine Crombie, an amazing actor, Aboriginal actor uh, who does comedy to a T and um, basically just killing it in the industry, the theatre as well, specifically. And um, currently doing a show at the... Um, the Malt House. No, uh, no, no, the Melbourne... Sorry, the Arts Centre. Yeah, the Arts Centre. So you can... Uh, Astro Man, Astro not Man. Astro Boy. I got that confused. It is yeah. set in the 80s, so... <laughs> yes, that's why, hence the confusion. But... Um, um, also, we've um, we were discussing about her further work coming up, and that's at, that is at the Malt House. That's why I got it confused before. And that's Barbara and the Camp Dogs. Um, that's starring herself, Elaine Crombie, uh, of course, a big name, another one, lady, a beautiful woman, in fact, who we've have, had in the studio before, and that was Elaine. Um, sorry, Ursula Jovich. And then we've got Troy Brady and a three-piece band. So it's pretty incredible. I actually seen the um, show once before. I'm pretty sure, and um, it's going to blow your mind, guys. So check it out. It's um, coming up on 7th of February till the uh, 3rd of March at the Merlin Theatre, um, which is at the Malt House. So, guys, um, yeah, it's just been an honour having you all listening to Urban Dreaming. Um, we did mention earlier briefly about the Jaja Wurrung community um, and their ceremony called Yapanya, which will be presented at the uh, Regional Theatre Centre sorry, for Cultura on Saturday the 17th of November. 
from 8 till 9 p.m. This is a free event at the regional centre, so check it out, guys. Um, the presentation is now is new, a ceremony that marks a five-year anniversary since the Jaja Wurrung Clan's Aboriginal Corporation signed for the recognition settlement agreement with the state government of Victoria, recognising them as the traditional owners of the heart of, Australia, of Victoria. So it involves more than 50 Jaja Jara people, and the new ceremony has been months in the making with the creation of new songs and dances. Yes, Yapa now means place of song and dance, and is a celebration of Jaja Wurrung ancestors, history, culture and presence. Yapanya's uh, important community and ceremonial significance reminds us of the living culture and the traditional custodians of the land. Yes, this new ceremony will share Jajawaran stories from the stars that are reflected onto the country through the bloodline and kinship, the people belonging to the heart of Victoria and the Jajawaran community. So there you guys go. Um, if you want to check it out, Yapanya, that'll be the November 17th, once again, 8 till 9.30pm, a free event. That one's in Bendigo, yeah? That's in Bendigo, yeah. yes. And um, I'm sure they'll be continuing on there for on, uh, like the Yurimboy Festival as well, which happened last year and is again coming up again this year, uh, next year, sorry. So yeah, guys, um, it's just always been a pleasure to have you listening to our show. Hopefully we've been informative enough and we, like I said, we're putting the word out there. If you ever want to get involved in doing media and um, becoming a broadcaster or uh, a co-host, podcaster, producer, etc. We're trying to make the whole deadly urban dream team. So this is an opportunity for you. So feel free to text 0427JOY949 or direct on air at joy.org.au mm. or my personal number if you want. Um, yeah, you can also, can you email like the urban dreaming, so like urban dreaming at joy.org.au? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Because yep. like next up, we're taking over the airwaves. The buys are back. Yeah, boy. So this is the triple bypass, guys, and that's with Ruby, and she's the, the, the main, I would say the main woman. Yeah. To classify the that's both. Right. Um, Anthony and James talk about <laughs> our, yes, our memories of yes, because it it's a year since we had yeah, that announcement. since the yes vote. And thank you so much again, Ruby, for your time and, and making an effort to come on board for us oh, at the last minute request. Okay, take care, guys. Look after yourselves and um, Galil. It's a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.